It's one of the most popular sports in the world. It's ESPN LA presents, presents Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. Dave Denholm. Didn't quite get out of there, but it doesn't matter because he's gone in. It's Neymar for Brazil. It's a up in the sky. For all the latest on Major League Soccer, Liga MX, European football, and more. Christian Pulisic, it's a super finish from the U.S. International. We cover the beautiful game like no one else. Stalled out, let's get back to the this is the home of soccer in Southern California. Dempsey Goya, the U.S. ahead, incredibly, within seconds. This is Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. Driven by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check him out today at PuenteHillsToyota.com. Cristiano Ronaldo with a chance maybe to steal it, and he has taken it. Now, now here's Dave Denholm. Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and welcome to another edition of the best soccer show on the planet, in the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you each and every week here as we break down the world's game. This segment presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. We appreciate their support here on Soccer Weekly. And i got to get right to it. What a weekend for MLS upcoming. It's decision day on Sunday. So much to play for. For LAFC, everything to play for for LA Galaxy. And now, how did they get there? Well, first and foremost, I got to say it. I was wrong. I was an idiot. Whatever you want to throw at me. What a fool I was. How more? How much, how much How much stupider can you be about soccer, right? I'm a moron. I shouldn't even be hosting this show. Are you dumb, brother? Yes, brother, I am. You can keep hitting that one, Mario. I'm, I'm not kidding. Are you I, dumb, I brother? Another one. Yes, I am. Because I, I buried LA Galaxy just weeks ago. Right? Right here on this show. I said there was no chance that that bumbling group of players could make the playoffs. No, I didn't say it like that. I mean, they've got some good players. They had uh, struggles defensively. Dom Kinnear has seemed to sharpen them up defensively, and that's made all the difference. Okay, so I, all I said was they had no shot. They, were, they had buried themselves with poor play early in the year, and it was over. Well, not so fast, my friend, you Are idiot you general. dumb, brother? Yes, because the Galaxy merely need to win on Sunday against a pretty poor Houston Dynamo team. Now, the Dynamo, of course, as we know, is LAFC, Won the Open Cup, knocked out LAFC, and then went on to win the final. They knocked us out in the semifinal. I say us because if you don't know, I am the play-by-play voice for LAFC here on ESPN LA. You might just be joining us because you love good radio. You don't even know much about soccer. Well, that is true. I am the play-by-play voice of LAFC, and I did say LA Galaxy had no shot at the playoffs just weeks ago, and what kind of fool am I? Because all they got to do is win. They cannot draw, and that's where I want to start here with the tiebreakers for some of you. We're focusing on the Western Conference because, of course, we live in the Western Conference here. LAFC on 57 points, currently second in front of FC Dallas. 
Now, they have the exact same record. 16 wins, 8 losses, 9 draws. FC Dallas and LAFC on 57 points. But they're not tied for second because LAFC has the goal difference against FC Dallas. Now, normally you would say as a soccer fan, well, no kidding, Denholm, it's goal difference. Well, no. The first tiebreaker in MLS is total wins for each team. As it happens, of course, FC Dallas and LAFC, as I said, have the same record exactly. And so you do go to the second tiebreaker, which is goal difference. Now, the goal difference is egregious. LAFC is plus 17. FC Dallas is only plus 9. So they would have to make up scads of goals, obviously, right? FC Dallas will have to romp, and then LAFC would have to lose big time in terms of if, or I'm sorry, if LAFC won, LAFC Dallas would have to romp to get past them to win the win the conference. Basically, LAFC wins the, the uh, game on Sunday against Sporting Kansas City, and they win the conference. That's it. You're playing for the West if you're LAFC. LA Galaxy have it just as simply. You win and you're in the playoffs. You tie or lose and you're out because RSL, who's already on 49 points, if LA Galaxy were to tie would have one less win than Real Salt Lake. There's the tiebreaker factor. LA Galaxy come in at 13 wins, 11 losses, and 9 ties. RSL has 14 wins, 7 ties. But they're done with their season. They they have played their 34 games with 49 points. If the Galaxy win, RSL is knocked out. And if the Galaxy tie or lose, they're going home. Now, isn't that amazing, though? Just four games ago, I said they were dead and buried. No shot. And now they've scored 10, we've gotten 10 points in their last four games, three wins and a draw, and boom, they're right back in it. And if the Galaxy sneak into sixth position, now you might think, oh, well, if LAFC don't happen to get it done, maybe the draw or something, maybe they'll finish third and they'll play LA, LA Galaxy. LAFC is really hanging by a thread here. They just got to go out and win in sporting Kansas City, in Kansas City, because... Seattle's playing San Jose. The schedule doesn't really line up favorably for LAFC. Vancouver's hosting Portland, but Vancouver's out of it now. Now, we saw they put up a good fight against the LAFC just last weekend, which is really causing us all this grief because LAFC couldn't get the full three points. After leading 2-0, Vancouver got a penalty, and then this is the goal that ends up throwing us all into this mess with Vancouver tying it midway through the second half. Davies just 35 yards from goal, 1v3, finally gets it off nicely to Hurtado. Back to Much. This is opportunistic here. Much, the 35-yard blast, and in! It's a goal! Tyler Miller can't keep it out, and it is 2-2 just like that. What has happened here at Bank of California Stadium? Ugh. The LAFC let a 2-0 lead slip. That's what happened. And that's why we're in this situation here. But Seattle will likely get a win against, what, miserable San Jose, right? I mean, again, you still got to play the games. I get it. Portland would likely get a win, in which case they would end up on the same record. If LAFC were to lose, Portland would have 57 points. LAFC would have 57. Dallas would have 57. But again, LAFC's goal difference is so much more spectacular, and they would all have the same record potentially. Let's say LAFC and Dallas lost and Portland won then they would all have 57 points with the exact same record, so then you would go to goal difference. In which case, as I mentioned, LAFC has a very big advantage on both those teams. Plus 8 on FC Dallas and plus 10 on Portland, so they would have to really make up some ground there. Again, Portland would have to just, you know, I guess theoretically if LAFC lost big and Portland won big, then obviously Portland would have a shot to really make all that up. 
And But it is tenuous. LAFC, in theory, could finish as low as fourth legitimately. Again, they could finish fifth, but that's only if things went way crazy. You could finish fourth legitimately and barely hang on to a home playoff game in the first round, or you could win the West. And that's what's been amazing about LAFC. To their credit, look at the teams we're talking about that they're battling with right now. Sporting Kansas City, FC Dallas, and Seattle. Very good clubs, right? And that's how good of a season LAFC has had. Out of 33 games, they've won 16. They've only gotten eight bad results. I mean, they've gotten some ties that we don't think are great. I don't mean it like that. They've only suffered eight losses. Less than 25% of their games LAFC has lost for a first-year team. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's how good they've been. 16 wins, scoring goals for fun. 67 goals for LAFC this season. Only Atlanta United has scored more. (laughs) That is outrageous for a first-year team. To to click like that offensively with the talent they brought in. We know this. Now, what does it mean, though, if you fall to fourth, you might be hosting Portland, potentially, in that first round. That's a tricky game. You vault up to first... Yeah, well, then, you know, you're sitting around waiting, and you have that home field the whole way through the Western Conference. they got to win on Sunday. Not going to be easy because Sporting Kansas City is the only team to beat LAFC at Bank of California Stadium this year. The only one who won. So it's no easy task. Now, for the Galaxy, taking on Houston, look, Houston can be a little bit of a nippy team. They, they bite at you. They're not good, but they have the potential at times to go at you. Now, again, LA Galaxy are red hot. There should be no excuse. Houston lost to Seattle in their most recent game. They put up a fight, but they ended up folding. You know, and Houston coming off a, you know, some decent results of late. Okay. LA Galaxy have no excuse. Do the job. If the Galaxy don't win this on Sunday, it has been a colossal failure of a season. No two ways about it. If they lose on Sunday, or even draw, you're barely at 500, barely above 500, with a guy like Zlatan Ibrahimovic having a magnificent season. There's just no excuse. Now, I know like oh, you can end up like, oh, look, they finished strong, they got back into it. So what? The whole season counts. Yeah, they're red hot. And you know what? If they get into the playoffs, if they take care of business, I don't think anybody's going to want to play them in a one-game I'm not sure about that. I don't I don't know how great I'd feel about playing Ola Kamara and Zlatan and this Galaxy team in a one-off. I think most of the West, most of the Western Conference wants to see LA Galaxy fold out of the playoffs, right? I mean, that's pretty clear. Now, Mario, my fearless producer, had a good point. You want to see Zlatan and Wayne Rooney, who's qualified for the playoffs with DC, and all the big, you want to see the big stars in the playoffs you got to beat the best to be the best, right? Isn't that the old wrestling uh, phrase? I'm sorry. Um, t- tweet me who said that. I, it, my, the name is escaping me right now. To be the best, you got to beat the best, right? So, And you can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. But you, you want those guys in, but nobody wants to play the Galaxy. Right? As, as like a neutral. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Ric Flair. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Of course. 
But nobody wants to play the Galaxy at this point. That's how, that's how dangerous they could be. But if they fail, if they draw, or if they lose to Houston, first of all, I'll be right in my prediction that they had no shot to make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, that's bad. I was dead wrong on that, even if they don't make it. Come on. I buried them four weeks ago. Stupid. I know. I was dumb. I, are you dumb, brother? Yes, I am. So the Galaxy are still... Are you dumb, brother? Yes. If they get in, look out. Ain't nobody want to play them. That's how dangerous they could be with Zlatan and the the gang. They have become a much better team. And it's all really... Like, look, they've been scoring all year. So, yeah, they're they're still banging in goals. But it's about that defense. Right? You're playing tough as nails D lately. Giving up just two goals in those four games when you've scored ten. So Dominic Kinnear has definitely made a difference with that defense. We'll see if Houston can breach it. LAFC, again, it's simple. Win, and you are the Western Conference champions. And le- I mean, craziness would have to ensue. Yeah, here we go. LAFC win. They can clinch the top seed, according to MLSsoccer.com. If they win, and then Dallas you know, would lose or tie. Or if, if LAFC win, and Dallas wins... But it's not more than eight goals more than the LAFC goal margin. <laughs> Good luck. So just win. You'll get that bye, and everything will be happy. Everybody will be happy. Tough, tough game, though, with Sporting KC, because Sporting KC is also playing well, and they are very, very good. We saw it firsthand at Bank of California Stadium. Now, Sporting Kansas City coming off a big win over Dallas. That's where they, they vaulted over Dallas to the top of the of the uh, West. They went into Dallas and just destroyed them. Daniel, Daniel Shalloway, Roger Espinosa, and then Johnny Russell with a PK. That's a good team. Very tough defensively. Tim Melia had five saves in that game. Both teams had 12 shots. So it was a very nicely contested match. But it's all about putting the ball in the back of the net, which Sporting Kansas City seems to keep other teams from doing an awful lot. Sporting Kansas City seems to know how to play defensively against really good teams. And that's the biggest concern. What are your big concerns? You can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Your biggest concerns about these matches for the LA teams. If you're a Galaxy fan, hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. What's your biggest concern about this game against Houston, the matchup? And then if you're an LAFC fan, what is the biggest concern about going to Sporting Kansas City and playing that Peter Vermees-led team that is so, so good? Still to come, we've got the black and gold breakdown, LA Care Injury Report. Plus, we're going to be talking with the president of LA Galaxy, Chris Klein. That and so much more, including stoppage time. All of it right here on the home of world football in Southern California. This is ESPN LA 710. ESPN LA presents Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. Dave Denholm. Vela. From the 18th, Vela the shot. Goal! It's in! Driven by Quente Hills Toyota. Stick around if you love the beautiful game. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Puente Hills Toyota. Check him out today at PuenteHillsToyota.com. Here's Dave Denholm. Soccer Weekly, yes, PLA 710. I am Dave Denholm. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, as always, it's at Talk Soccer. That's where we live on the show. Continue the conversation throughout the weekend, and it is a massive weekend, as we know. For MLS, it's decision day on Sunday. LA Galaxy uh, hosting, I beg your pardon, Houston Dynamo. And, of course, LAFC. You'll hear it on ESPN LA here uh, on the app with uh, going to Sporting Kansas City and taking on a very tough Sporting KC side. 
Much more to talk about with that. Let's get right into it with a former Sporting Kansas City player who joins us for Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three, breakdown! It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this! Right now. Indeed it is, and uh, part of Black and Gold Breakdown was uh, this week was uh, one of our key ingredients with the coverage we have here on LAFC. That is, of course, the pregame, um, halftime, and postgame show host, Mark Rogandino. He's also a part of the YouTube TV crew for LAFC. He was at practice earlier in the week. He got a chance to talk with former sporting Kansas City midfielder and a mainstay for the Black and Gold, Benny Failhaber. All right, obviously... Big match coming up, final match of the season, and so much on the line. How do you guys balance maybe the goals that you have set out in front of you, but also keep in mind the focus that you need and how big this game is? Well, I think they kind of um, are, are, are one and the same. You know, I think the, the goals that we've set out for the season, um, you know, there's there's obviously different levels, but first making the playoffs and securing a home game, um, trying to get that first round by, winning the conference, and so. All of those are still uh, out there on the table for us. Um, we know that winning this game in Kansas City would put us almost for sure in first place. Uh, I think uh, the only other possibility would be if Dallas scores some absurd num- number of goals. But, uh, yeah, we, we know that we have that uh, possibility out there for us. We know the... Uh, you know the difficulty in getting uh, a result in, in Kansas City. I think they've dropped two games. Um, uh, they've lost two games, I think, in, in the regular season so far this year. So not very often. Um, but we've only lost one at home, and it was against them. Against them. So maybe we can, you know, kind of uh, give them one back. But it should be a, a good game, and I think everybody's going to be, you know, mentally focused, concentrated. We know the importance of it, and it's essentially, you know, as much as it's not a playoff game, it essentially becomes one. You know, I think it was Jordan Harvey who told us a couple of weeks ago that it's going to be good this is essentially a playoff game because it'll prepare you for what's going to come up once you really actually hit an MLS Cup playoff game. Um, how's the preparation been this week, and, and what, what's going to be a big key for you tactically on the field for this team in order to have success? You know, the guys, I think, feel good. We all have a good... Uh, you know, sense in the locker room, and so we're excited about this opportunity. We've we've put ourselves in a position that we win. We're we're where we want to be, and um, I think that's pretty exciting. I think it's pretty exciting that we've all but secured a, a home playoff game as well. And so, um, a lot of things to be excited about, and so a lot of things to be you know prepared for. Speaking of excitement, and it adds another layer to the conversation for you probably personally, is you go back to a spot where you spent the last five years of your career. Uh, and I would imagine even though you're not wearing the jersey for Sporting Kansas City anymore, you still have a lot of connections to that team and a lot of guys on that team. Can you maybe take us behind the scenes? Is there some text messages going back and forth with some guys, a couple of conversations? Because there is so much on the line this week. Yeah, well, I talk to a few of those guys pretty constantly. Um, you know, Ike I talk to daily. And then there's plenty of other guys where I talk to, um, you know, like I said, constantly, uh, you know, Zussi, Beasler, uh, Tim Melia. Um, so, you know, I, I keep in touch with some of those guys. And and it's exciting to go back and play against friends, um, ex-teammates, uh, and, and even more so when there's something so big on the line. In the five years that I was there, my first year we won an MLS Cup, and then the four years thereafter we lost in the first game of a knockout game away from home. So I think they're pretty excited as well to secure a home playoff game, and they obviously want that bye. I know that that's what we had been kind of 
set as a goal for ourselves in the last few years there, and so I know how uh, motivated they are to try and get a, a, a home playoff game and a bye um, for themselves. And so that that game means something very similar to both of us, and uh, I think there's some similarities in, in how we how we play. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a chess, chess match, and so I'm excited for it. And I think, uh, you know, the guys that I talk to over there are pretty excited about it as well. That is Benny Failhaber. He was speaking with uh, Mark Rogandino, of course, who you can hear on the broadcast here on the uh, pre-halftime and post-game show on ESPN LA as we are the home of LAFC in the black and gold. Good luck to Benny against his former team, Sporting Kansas City, who beat, remember, they beat LAFC, the only team to win other than LAFC at Bank of California Stadium this entire season was Sporting Kansas City, a 2-0 victory earlier in the year. And it was a tough game. I think it was August, right? Everything blends together after a while, but it was a little while ago, yet it's still fresh in the mind, certainly, of the black and gold players, no doubt. That is black and gold breakdown, and we appreciate Rogues and uh, Benny Failhaber there being part of that. Time now for the L.A. Care Injury Report. And, of course, the L.A. Care Injury Report, as always, is brought to you by our fine friends at L.A. Care, the nation's largest community-inspired health plan. L.A. Care is elevating health care in the City of Angels. L.A. Care, for all of L.A., L.A. Care. Dot org. That's some good news on the injury front, front really throughout uh, both LAFC and LA Galaxy as they prepare for this uh, final game. As LAFC, really, other than obviously Mark Anthony K with the long-term injury uh, sustained earlier in the season, uh, really very healthy. Latif Blessing is uh, back. Certainly, you, that's good to see. We saw Eduardo Tuesta play good minutes Coming off the bench after the concussion issues, Adama Diamande has been healthy for a few games and it looked very good. So LAFC are in really, really decent shape overall. And LA Galaxy have been very healthy, as we've talked about. Now, there was the injury with Gio Dos Santos. Now, it looks like that is uh, rumors are flying around, or at least uh, stories possibly, that maybe even Gio might see some time uh, in his last game. So, you know, everybody getting healthy, which is a good sign, of course, for both LAFC and LA Galaxy as we approach what is essentially, for the Galaxy, it's essentially the playoffs on Sunday, right? you got to win or you're going home. So they're really essentially starting their playoffs on Sunday. LAFC know they're going to live another day no matter what happens, but you know, you got to just win the West. How amazing would that be to win the Western Conference in your first, I mean, first year of existence? That's, that has never happened for an expansion team to be sure. Now, we already know LAFC has broken the record for points in an expansion season. They still got a lot of work to do to catch the Chicago Fire in 98, Bob Bradley's old club, who won MLS Cup in their first year. Okay, I get that. But by all accounts, that's MLS 1.0. We're pretty much on like MLS 4.0 by now. And to see what LAFC has done, they are an absolute threat and a force. I'm not going to talk about who's going to win or who could win. We know the teams that have a shot, a real shot to win MLS Cup. And you know LAFC is right there. They're right there in it. That's all you could ask and more out of an expansion club, right? All the great videos on Instagram and the amazing things that LAFC has done in the community and building for the future, no doubt. That's what the club needed to do, right? From the first day they announced this team, Block by block, what what you know what they say, right? Street by street, one by one. That's what their their cry has been. That is what they needed to do off the pitch. You still had to go build a team that could compete, and indeed they did, and then some. 
So it's been amazing. Look, not not trying to say no matter what happens. No, they got to go do well in the playoffs. They're going to be disappointed if they don't. I know that. I know Bob Bradley will be disappointed if they don't win MLS Cup. For the Galaxy, and you know, I I asked Galaxy fans earlier what was the the most concerning thing about a matchup with Houston. Is it a successful season to get into the postseason the way this year played out? Now, we know the Galaxy are about championships, right? They've won MLS Cup five times, several times, right? Handful of times. Only team to do it. they got a whole handful. So we know it's really about championships. I get that. But if you're a Galaxy fan looking at only 2018, and the way it shook down, is it a success if you finish this strong and get into the postseason? I'm going to ask Mario that. Mario, my fearless producer. I know you've uh, followed the Galaxy since their first kick back in uh, 96. Oh, yeah. The great Mario Rees. Is it a success, Mario, just looking at this season alone, if the Galaxy somehow can make the playoffs? Is it a success? I wouldn't think so. Not in there. Well, because of how bad it's been this season, right? And, you know, like how how much of a struggle it was. It might have been a turnaround. I don't know if it's a success, but it might be a turnaround. Ah, Yeah. Interesting. So if they flame out in the playoffs, it's kind of like, eh. Still a bad year, really. Of course, yeah. I would think so. I mean, that's what the Galaxy, yeah, that's what Galaxy fans expect. They expect championships. I get it. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, if you disagree, at Talk Soccer, it will be an amazing finish for the Galaxy. If they can win and get into the playoffs, that would be four out of five wins in their, you know, and 13 points in their final five games, which I thought was impossible. Impossible, I said. But somehow they're making a fool out of me. Hey, stick around. Still to come. We have got the Galaxy president, Chris Klein. He is next right here on the home of world football and LAFC. ESPN LA 710. You watch your kids play soccer. You play pickup soccer. You watch your favorite team play soccer. Oh, my word! Now you can talk soccer. What a hit! This is Soccer Weekly, driven by Puente Hills Toyota. Check him out at PuenteHillsToyota.com. Soccer Weekly. Soccer Weekly. With Dave Denholm on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, the home of world football here in Southern California as we roll on each and every week here on ESPN LA. We're pleased and privileged to be joined now by the president of LA Galaxy. He is Chris Klein. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time. Dave, always a pleasure. Chris, it has been an interesting ride for you. Everything on the line now, Sunday, decision day in MLS. This is exactly what the league wants, are games like your game against Houston. You win and you're in. Uh, what are you feeling now with the way that this season has coastered, Chris, and the finish that your team has put up in the last four games going into this one? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're feeling okay. Certainly, uh, if you would have told me four or five weeks ago that we'd be sitting in a position <laughs> uh, to be able to control our own destiny and win and you're in, uh, I'd say I, I would take that. And so uh, we have been encouraged by the last, you know, really five weeks and how the team has come together and played and gotten results. Um, but it comes down to a game against Houston, and we believe that if we can get in, that, that as you know in our league, you can make some noise and and possibly go on a run, and, and who knows? So we'll see. So uh, we're, we're encouraged by, by the progress and where we're at now. What has Dom Kinnear brought? Siggy Schmidt, of course, uh, decided to leave the team in uh, early September, 
You had six games to go. It didn't start out great right away for Dom, but of course now with this hot finish that we've been talking about here on the show, what has Dom brought, certainly a seasoned veteran of a coach here in MLS, but what specifically has he done for this side? Well, I mean, it's a number of things. I mean, from a from a positive standpoint, I mean, Dom has come in and he has incredible energy and he's been able to organize us and, and make some changes and um, got the team and the group playing together. Uh, one of the most important things is, I mean, we are healthy now. Um, Sebastian yeah. Leggett is coming back and looking like Sebastian Leggett. The partnership with Jonathan Dos Santos in the, Dos Santos in the center of the park is uh, has been very good. And, and I would also add that the play of, of Romney and Steris, uh defensively has also been very good. And, and obviously you need difference makers up top and Slaton and Ramon and um, and Ola uh, have produced. So that, that's the that makings of a good team. And, and when you can get them playing together, uh, certainly in our league and have some consistency, uh, you're going to get good results. And so he, he's done a very good job of that. I mean, I think I know the answer. This might be a dumb question, but Zlatan, everything you wanted and more, really both on and off the pitch so far? He really has. Um, uh, it's always a question mark on, what you can't expect, but he really, he really does, uh, talk the talk and then, uh, and then walk the walk. And, uh, his personality and what he's meant for our club has been very good. Uh, but you really see the, the true fruits of that by how he is in the locker room, uh, and certainly the production on the field. And he has been all of that. It's no longer that you can come to our country and just exist outside of the team. And if you see him with his teammates and you see him with, um, you know, different people, stakeholders in the club. He's fantastic. And so he's really embraced this city. Uh, he's embraced our culture at the Galaxy, his teammates, and, and we're seeing some of that. So, yeah, he's gone beyond what we expected, although the expectations were pretty high. We are talking with president of the L.A. Galaxy, Chris Klein. Uh, Chris, obviously you've seen all the rumors flying around in terms of the next head coach, the next manager of L.A. Galaxy, and Obviously, it's a good situation to be in because some of the names are absurd in a good way, and some of the names mm-hmm. are, uh, may well be uh, on that list. But first of all, is Dom Kinnear a candidate for the full-time position coming in next season? And then where does that stand with you? How long have you been working at What's What's the situation like? I know you can't get too specific at this sure. point. Yeah, no. Uh, it, is a, it is a process that we started the moment that, um, that, that Ziggy wasn't here. Uh, I would say... Mm-hmm. The only name we've mentioned is Dominic Kinnear, and he absolutely is a candidate and represented himself uh, very well through this process. But we're going to take our time, go through um, uh, a process to find uh, the next person to, to lead this club. And we felt that um, this had a short-term impact, which we're seeing now, uh, and also a long-term opportunity. So well, we're focused on the short-term right now, but we are uh, in the midst of a process that we continue to go through and are encouraged by uh, both the interest and in some of the conversations that we've had, and and we'll go through it and hopefully have uh, something shortly. But um, yeah, certainly Dom has um, had gone through it in the right way, and we'd said to him, this isn't an audition for the job. I mean, Dominic Kinnear and his uh, credentials and what he has done uh, is well documented, and and he stands on sure. his own two feet. So. Well, he's standing very well in the last four games. Yeah. LA Galaxy, Chris Klein's team are three zero and one. I like to say three one and zero, more like for soccer because it's ten points, yeah. of course, with the draw and three wins. 
Chris, this is it seems interesting because you're you're on the precipice here. You could again, you could win on uh, Sunday, beat Houston, and then go on to win MLS Cup. You could win and go to the playoffs and do well, maybe not win at all, or you could be out. Uh, how mm. much does this all like how, how hanging in the balance in terms of how many changes you might make on the pitch for 2008? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like if you careful. finish and win, yeah. I mean, where are you going with that? Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful evaluate this uh on its own merits we certainly don't think uh you know winning and every winning on sunday and everything's great and fine uh the converse of that is losing doesn't mean blow it all up because uh yeah. there's certainly big positives that we've had from this year you you said it it's been a roller coaster um as it can be in our league but uh we really have to evaluate this thing in the right way and figure out what's the best route going forward for our club what about the addition, Chris, just in general? I know, obviously, you know what it's like with the Galaxy over the years. A guy like Wayne Rooney, who many people at the time, no, nobody was saying this about Zlatan. Everybody wanted Zlatan here, let's be honest. But Wayne Rooney, everybody was a little skeptical. And D.C. had that tough schedule. You know, this is the weird season and having to be on yeah. the road so much with the stadium. What about what Wayne Rooney has brought to that team? I mean, they look like a whole different club now. They do. And, uh, yeah, I think I was as skeptical as anyone on – uh, mm-hmm. what a player like, like Wayne Rooney can do. Um, but the biggest thing for me is obviously all, all of these, these guys that come over, they have quality. Um, Slotan has quality. Wayne Rooney has quality. Uh, Steven Gerrard has quality. Um, but what, what Wayne has done is he's come over, and at least from the outside, uh, he's integrated himself into the club. He looks like one of the guys on the field. He's formed an incredible partnership with Acosta, He's, he's chasing back and, and making plays on the other end of the field. And when someone like that buys in, uh, it goes a long, long way. Um, and, and we're seeing that. And when Wayne Rooney is successful, I mean, let's be honest, globally it, it's a bigger deal than some of these younger players that we have in, in our league. But it can't just be yeah. one strategy and focus. Wayne Rooney, on they're not going to build our league by, their, by themselves. You need – um, you need Al Marone. You need some of these other guys to be able to come through and, and be part of the fabric of what we're trying to build here. So I think it's a great story, and certainly when D.C. United uh, is good, uh, like the Galaxy or some of the other clubs in our, our league with history, uh, it's better for us and better for everyone. Well, let's bring it back closer to L.A., Chris. One final question. You know I have to go here. You know, it's about, you know, certainly the rivalry got off to a, a wickedly good start with LAFC. But my question is this. It feels to me like soccer is bigger in L.A. now because of the two teams that can go at each other, because MLS becomes bigger as part of the pie, if you will. Is that true? Is soccer bigger in L.A. now because of L.A. Galaxy and LAFC being here? There's no question. Um, you know, when we evaluated this and, and talked about them coming in, and of course we're going to try and beat them, they're going to try and beat us, there's the narrative, there's the matches. Um, but the reality is there's more noise in this marketplace about the sport that we all love and that we've all spent so yeah. much time um, trying to go. There was a couple weekends past that there were, there were over 50,000 MLS tickets sold in Los Angeles on one weekend um, and uh, for two teams and, and having that and then having both of them doing it the right way. It, it just means more for this city. This is a, a soccer. This is a football city. Uh, and when you have two clubs doing it the right way, I mean, you've been at the games. They're big events here. Uh, and Los Angeles likes to see events that are big. And so 
Mm-hmm. Certainly, there is there is the rivalry. There is them trying to beat us and us trying to beat them. But if we take a step back, it, it's positive for all of us. Oh, that's what I love to hear. Chris Klein, the president of LA Galaxy, they have a massive game on Sunday, essentially starting their playoff run potentially against Houston Dynamo. And Chris, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. We really appreciate it here at Soccer Weekly. Anytime, Dave. I appreciate what you do. Chris, thank you. Chris Klein, the president of LA Galaxy, joining us here on the home of world football in Southern California. This is ESPN LA. Soccer Weekly continues with the latest news and analysis from the pitch on ESPN LA 710. Here's Dave Denholm. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you here each and every week on the home of world football in Southern California. If you're just joining us, you missed a lot. Chris Klein, the Galaxy president, joined us in the last segment. We've been talking black and gold breakdown, the playoffs with LAFC and LA Galaxy. Galaxy teetering on the brink. LAFC looking to try to win the Western Conference. You can check it out if you missed anything. Of course, we have our podcast each and every week here on Soccer Weekly. The great guys behind the scenes here, Michael and Steve and Jesse and Adam, they all do a great job. They get the podcast up almost immediately after the show. You can check that out at the ESPN Pod Center, or if you want to go to iTunes or your you know your top ones, you can uh, you know search for Soccer Weekly. Check it out on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. That does immense things. And believe me, I got some bad reviews. Every now and again, somebody gives me a bad review. Not often. Most of you love me, and I appreciate that. But I don't mind. If you have to give me a bad review, give me a bad review. If you really do hate the show, don't just be a jerk on social media, all right? But you can find that, the podcast, each and every week. We appreciate that. Now, Champions League, I want to get into a little bit of it, but not too much, because to be perfectly honest with you, this move... And full disclosure, I work at Fox Soccer for a lot of years, covering the Champions League and Europa League, uh, Bundesliga, you know, some of the stuff we had over there. And I loved the coverage at Fox Soccer. I know a lot of people didn't. I loved how many games I got to see. And this whole new Bleacher Report slash TNT, TBS, whoever's involved in this deal, I get to see like one game a day, basically. I mean, and I know there's a couple of windows now that they've done to make it easier where you can see a few. I can't sit around that long. You know, if I'm not actually working the games, it's just a little, I don't know, I'm missing too much of it, if I'm being honest, with the new coverage. Now, I'm not, again, that's not completely TBS or TNT, whoever's in control of the Bleacher Report. That's not really their fault. It's just hard to watch enough of it like I once did. But, man, what I'm seeing, Liverpool, Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, even without the injured Lionel Messi, looking good. No doubt about it. Those teams are on fire. And, you know, there's some other teams, of course, playing well in the Champions League. But, man, what I've seen out of those, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them go a long, long way. Now, that's, again, not really stepping out to give you somebody that I love that's maybe a bit of an underdog. You know I like to do that, too. And, of course, Juve and uh, Man City. Yeah, those teams are playing great, no doubt. And they'll be fine, right? I mean, those are not big shocks. But I like Ajax. And I'm not saying they're going to, you know, win the competition by any means or, you know, with what's going on. I get it. But I actually like this team. I, you know, they happen to be leading their group right now along with Bayern Munich. They're on the same exact record and goal difference and goals scored and goals allowed. But, man, I like what Ajax can do. Keep an eye on that team. Very young but very talented. Hey, speaking of young and talented, it's time for Stoppage Time. What's Yeah, stop, it's time! It's stop, it's time! Right now! 
The very young and very talented Mario Rees hosts, but it's brought to you first by Puente Hill Chevy, our good friends over there. Find new roads at Puente Hill Chevy off the 60 freeway in the city of industry, the San Gabriel Valley Chevy store. Te habla Espanol. Mario Rees, welcome, buddy. I don't know about the young part there, Dave. Don't let the baby face fool you. <laughs> to me, you are, Mario, because you're always going to be a lot younger than me, and we met each other 20 years ago, it seems. But, uh, yeah, okay, he's not that young anymore, but he's still very talented. Mario, what do you got for us on Stoppage Time? A lot of good stuff here, Dave. Atlanta United manager Tata Martino is done at the end of this season. Uh, Martino has decided not to exercise his option, and the rumors are Tata could be taking over the job at El Tree when his contract expires with Atlanta United. Yeah, you know, that is the sweeping rumors, but Mario, the one thing, and it's disappointing that he's leaving, not because I didn't think he was. He's a great coach, right? That's what's disappointing about it. Yeah. you know, you don't want to see him leave, but you know he was probably going to for bigger and better things. I mean, he's, he's a great, great world-class manager. He's well-respected all over the world. L3 would be a perfect fit. But here's the thing, Mario. A story from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a guy named Doug Roberson, who does a great job covering Atlanta United, had a story. How Tata Martino said no one from U.S. soccer ever even reached out to him. What? To, to take our job. Not even a conversation. That's unacceptable. Now, that is ridiculous. Yes! Ridiculous! The man knows MLS now, right? He's been here two years. He's right in front of your eyes in the MLS. You're watching him every weekend, every game. Oh, just despicable. I mean, just a disgrace, to be honest. I'm not even saying he would have taken the job or should have got the job. To not have a conversation with him is unacceptable. He's not even on the radar? I don't care what the reason is. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Utterly no sense. I completely agree with that. But that's what I really take away from that story, Omario. you got another great story here as we wrap up stoppage time. This one's very Yeah, it looks like La Liga could be going to court to challenge FIFA's opposition to Spanish uh, league games being played here in the U.S. Uh, On Friday, the FIFA Council voiced its opposition to plans uh, for Barcelona to play in Miami on uh, January 26th. I'm so glad that FIFA said no, right? Gianni Gianni Infantino, they get a lot of heat, FIFA, for a lot of decisions they make and a lot of the things they do. But sometimes they do some really good things, and I thought it was really smart of them to say, no, you can't play La Liga games. Now, they'll go to court and figure it out, Mario. Mm -hmm. And, look, if it happens, we've talked about it a lot of times on the show. Here's my final take on it, really. And not to say it's the final word on it, but in terms of what I really feel, if it happens, I'm not going to watch in protest. Okay, I'm never going to go to one. I'm not going to watch it on television. I'm not going to even really, I'm not going to talk about that game here on the show, quite frankly. I don't even care if they play it in L.A. I just won't out of protest. But if it happens, it's not the end of the world unless it's just opening up the floodgates, which I believe it is. You know, if, if this goes down and if the courts allow it, Mario, where does it end is the point. Yeah. Now, this proposal here would need approval from the Spanish and American Football Federations, plus continental bodies, UEFA and CONCACAF. Oh, forget about it. It's not going to happen, I hope. I hope. Great stuff from Mario Reyes here on Stop It Time, as always. Those are interesting, interesting stories. Talk to Martino. We hardly knew you, man. What a great coach. Going to be a shame that he leaves MLS, but we'll always remember him and what he's done. And he'll stick with Atlanta United through the season, of course. They may well end up going very far in the playoffs, may even win the Supporters' Shield here in MLS in what is Tata Martino's final season. Thanks so much to Mario. Thanks to Adam Bronstein. Thanks so much to Michael Funches and Steve Paylett and Jesse Lopez and all the gang here. I am Dave Donald. Thank, thank most of all to you for listening. 
Check out the podcast, Soccer Weekly, on iTunes or go to the ESPN Pod Center. You can follow me on Twitter. Give me your thoughts there as well, at Talk Soccer. Don't forget, LAFC Sunday against Sporting Kansas City on the ESPN app. I'll have the play-by-play call for you right here, the home of world football and the home of the black and gold, ESPN LA.